There's an American journalist by the name of Al Jacobs. And what Al Jacobs does is what's known as a plunge experience as he writes about things. And let me just explain that a little bit. A plunge experience is where he totally envelops himself in whatever it is he's going to write about so that it just becomes part of the norm for him as he's crafting it together and so that he has that experience. For instance, one of the titles of one of his papers is The Know-It-All Man. One man's humble quest to become the smartest person in the world. For that writing, he read all 32 volumes of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Wow. There's another one. I think you're fat. Something that maybe my grandmother would say. But he said it was a year of telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in every single circumstance. He said it didn't work out so well for him to do that. There was another one that he entitled, My Outsourced Life, and he outsourced everything in his life to India, which included reading bedtime stories to his kids on Skype so that someone would do that for him, and included arguing with his wife, again, with Skype outsourced to India. But his most famous writing is a title, The Year of Living Biblically. Now, what he did for one whole year is lived by all the moral code in the Bible. He says, from stoning adulterers to blowing the shofar on the first day of every month to not trimming his facial hair and all the other garments that went with it. And he said, and my favorite, not boiling my food in goat's milk. He worked to keep the Ten Commandments, but not only the Ten Commandments, to keep all six hundred and thirteen that the rabbis had added on. He said, at the end of that year, I felt rather empty. He said, in fact, my relationship with the Jewish faith, I would compare on a level of calling Olive Garden authentic Italian food. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't think of a franchise and call it authentic. We wouldn't call Taco Bell real Mexican food or KFC real Southern food. But some of you know me well enough to know that when I need to, my go-to favorite is, of course, Taco Bell. I like it. I know it's not authentic Mexican. I've been to Mexican town. I've sampled that food. I know what it is, but it fills the void. But again, it's not authentic. It's not the real thing. It is what we call a franchise. And it begs the question this morning for you to ponder as we think about our faith and we think about being followers of Jesus. In our lives as followers of Jesus, do we live franchise faith lives or do we live authentic faith lives? We heard Jesus this morning in that gospel quoting from that incredible passage in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he folded it and he said, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And the crowd said great things about him after that. They spoke well of him because he brought to them good news. In their day, in their life, words like poverty 
and slavery and superstition and oppression were the norm of the day. Jesus spoke to them good news. Here it was, the hometown boys who had made it big in their eyes. They had heard about all the wonderful things He had done all over the different areas, and He had come home to them. And they wanted to own that moment. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like, let's say there was somebody from Rochester who had become a star and was one of us. You'd want that person to kind of remember their roots, to remember where they're from. Somebody that we could identify with. And that's what they wanted with Jesus. He's ours. But Jesus, we know Jesus. Jesus isn't interested in popularity. He's not interested in plastic. He's not interested in the franchise. He's interested in what is authentic. And so he points out to that crowd how far removed, in fact, they are from true faith, from authentic faith. That's why he says those words where he talks about Elijah and Elisha, how Elijah was sent to another widow outside of the Jewish faith, and Elisha went to Naaman the Syrian. What he's saying to that crowd is you think you own this by heritage. You think you own this by right, by privilege. But you don't. You see, following what you follow in all these rules, thinking that you have gained your faith, there's no authenticity in you. You're just a franchise. They understand that. That's why they respond. And all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. Because the hometown boy was telling them that they needed a life change. That there is a difference between authentic faith and franchise faith. Just as there's a difference between authentic ethnic food and the knockoff that tries to be that. There's a key to both of those things when you think about it. One you would call inside out. One is from the outside in. What do I mean? Well, let's think a minute about real, authentic food. I'd use words like, it's from the heart. It's deep within the person that creates it. It's prepared with love versus the franchise, the knockoff that we see out there, which is mass-produced. It's ingredients that bring the most cost savings, and it's dressed up to look good, but there's no substance in it. You may be saying, well, what does that have to do with faith? And I would say to you that franchise faith is just like that, from the outside in. It's how it looks to others, what we go about, what our show is, what face we put on. Just as Al Jacobs found in his year of living biblically, biblically, he found that following all the rules were empty, that it only looked good on the outside. Because rules don't engage the heart, they don't engage the person. They're done without any inner motivation other than what it looks like to others. Rules require an act, but they don't require a person. They're mindless without any love. But authentic faith, faith that comes from the inside out, faith that comes from Jesus flows from within outside. It flows from our very beginnings, our origins, which is our baptism. It comes to us in this gift that is given to us in such love through our Savior, placed into us by His grace, that then love responds 
to that gift first and foremost from the inside out. It's not about a production, but it's about identity. The who we are now because we have been placed into Jesus because of his forgiveness. That we have been molded by his spirit given to us. And from the love that flows in the love that he first created in us. It's authentic because it's based in the person who himself is authentic. Jesus. Jesus' authenticity was part of what always got him into trouble wherever he went because he showed an authentic heart of God to the people wherever he went. He showed that he embraced those who were distant, that those who were disenfranchised, for those who were lost and who were outside, not part of that faith that had been created and maintained for all those years by rules and regulations. And his authenticity lost him often, the crowds that wanted to follow him. They came for the stuff. They came for the bread and for the healings, for the miracles to follow him. But as Jesus begins to proclaim his cross, as he talks about why he truly came, what the truth and the authenticity of his ministry is, we see the crowds begin to leave. We see finally on the night he was betrayed, the disciples leave. And we see Jesus all alone. You see, authentic faith, Jesus' authentic faith of who he was, true God, true man, proclaims truth. It proclaims that sinners are in need of a Savior. It proclaims that there was a payment that had to be made for sins committed. And the cost of that and the cost of forgiveness is great, the shedding of blood. Unlike franchise faith that does draw the crowds but has no substance, true faith, authentic faith bound up in the gift that Jesus gives is a faith that proclaims that truth even in the face of struggles, even when it isn't the popular thing to say. So what do we do with our lives if we have found ourselves living franchised faith, living in our self-created ideas of what faith should be? We need to ask ourselves these questions. Do our lives, do our lives in Jesus flow from the cross and what has been done for us there? Do they indeed flow from our baptism where our true identity in Jesus was first created for us by a gift? And do they flow from his word? From the power that God gives us in his word to strip away falsehood, to strip away popularity, to strip away the franchise and leave, in fact, truth. You see, true, authentic faith given by God to us by His grace is inside-out faith. Faith that has been planted. Faith that grows in us. Faith, as Jesus says, that wells up into a wellspring that flows out of us into all the world because it's the gift that He has given us. It's the transformation that Jesus has promised to you and to me by his word, by his forgiveness, and by his love. That he will take our self-centered lives of franchise faith and turn them around and make them new in his word and in his power and in his grace 
that He might flow out of us to the world. May we ever be people grounded in authentic faith that comes from the source of that authenticity. Jesus and His cross, where He proved to the world that He was the one who came to give life, give it abundantly, and give it freely to all who are in need. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we thank You for that great authenticity of you being true God, true man, coming into our world to make truth known. That we were in need of being saved, that you came to give us a gift, that in that gift that you implant in us, there is life and hope and peace. And outside in the things that we would manufacture, there is only emptiness. Bind us ever closer to you, Lord, to your word, to your gifts that out of us may truly flow that gift of life that you have given to each one of us, that the world may know that you have come, you have been sent, and that you have forgiven them. All of this we ask in your name. Amen.